0: Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. It's Friday, so I typically get a reporter from the Ivy Times or Newsweek. This time it's Ivy Times Elizabeth Whitman. How are you, Elizabeth?
2: Rob, thank you for having me today.
1: You're very welcome. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background as a writer. What do you do for the Ivy Times?
2: Um, I'm a reporter for the International Business Times and what I cover does tend to vary. I typically cover healthcare, but uh, I do have a background in Middle East coverage. I lived in the Middle East for two years and so um sometimes I get pulled in to do stories that relate to the Middle East or um or Islam and so this week I ended up writing a piece about what it's like to be gay and Muslim.
1: Now gay and Muslim became a big issue this week after the shootings in Orlando where stories started to come out that the shooter might have been conflicted about his own sexuality and coming from a culture where he's not allowed to disclose or not allowed to be who he is. Is that the gist of what you were going for in your article?
2: Um, the the news and those reports are what prompted the article. Uh, what I was interested in, in my piece, was to look more at what the actual experiences have been of some people in that community um, and how they themselves have sort of come to terms with the difficulties of um, being gay or identifying as LGBTQ in a community that is uh, can can have a hard time accepting um, that sexual orientation.
1: Now, I live in a culture of the Bay Area where everyone's kind of tolerated. Um, But the idea of a gay Muslim is, inside your article, you talk about someone who said, I've never met a gay Muslim. Um, It's really something that's not in the spotlight in any way, shape, or form. And in parts of the United States, it's pretty dangerous to be in that kind of spotlight.
2: Um, I think that's that's exactly um, kind of what I tried to get at in the article, where not only is it not only is Islamophobia and anti-Muslim bigotry, um, you know, alive and well, so is homophobia, and so in a sense, by by being both um, people who are a part of that community, sort of face a double a double risk, um, and you know, risk being targeted twice over. Um, at the same time, I think there's also, it's they're also sort of marginalized um, or a minority within a minority. So there were other people that I spoke with um, who said that, you know, I had one source who said that when she first started going to gay bars, um, and she's, she's Pakistani Muslim, people said that they had, you know, within the gay community, they said that they had never met um, a gay Muslim. And so there's a sense that whether they're being targeted or whether, um, you know, for for their various identities or whether they're simply trying to get recognition within the minority communities that they're a part of, um, it's sort of twice as hard.
1: It's interesting because I can see some subtext in your writing that something as beautiful as religion can so persecute such a small, select few in such a nasty and ugly way that's not very becoming of said religion. And it seems to cut both from the Christians as well as the Islams. Um Pretty tough article to get through, as far as it, it stops making you think. Or, and I guess that's the point, because Donald Trump is the poster boy of Islamophobia, and there's a lot of people who in America don't ever get a chance to open their eyes.
2: Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I think it is important to recognize that. Um, I think one of the most interesting things that it's, it's sort of easy to jump, jump to conclusions because we have a pretty, you know, pretty superficial discussion and understanding of Islam in this country, but um, one of my sources is actually studying Islam and is much more knowledgeable about the theology, and uh, one of the things we talked about was how in Islam there is, the way the religion works is that there's, there's constant interpretation and reinterpretation of texts and uh, sayings, and so he was very hopeful that, given given the way the religion works, that there can be a space created that that is accepting of um, of homosexuality in the religion. And and I think it's also important to remember that that Islam, you know, in the Quran, the word homosexuality does not appear. There's there's a lot more nuance. Um, in terms of how how sexual orientation and practices and behaviors um, are interpreted within Islam, because there are just there's such a range of behaviors and ideas and definitions for for homosexuality, and even within Islam, um, there are many different schools of thoughts and many schools of thought and many different um, different ways to interpret how people live.
1: And it's interesting to, we could look at Islam and say how archaic, how old-fashioned, how two thousand years ago. But in the United States, it wasn't that long ago that we had the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" policy. We can't even handle it. Um, so we're kind of a nation of hypocrites when it just—I would
0: say.
2: Exactly, exactly. I think that I think it's very, very important to remember, and I, I hope this came across in the piece as well that it's very easy for. for Especially after something like Orlando happens, it's very easy for the media and for the public to point fingers and say, "Oh, look at this religion that is so intolerant, but like you just said i mean we i mean we just we have just legalized gay marriage in this country and we have just repealed only recently repealed don't ask, don't tell um and it's not it's not just um you know we we should be introspective as well and not just not just blame um, a community or a society or a religion uh, um, without looking at ourselves. For,
1: thanks for being with me. It's Elizabeth Whitman from the IB Times. She's got a lot of columns writ, written at the IB Times, which I highly recommend because it gets you to be introspective. One of her uh, recent pieces on the world was Ramadan can be feast or famine for businesses, and Ramadan is a Muslim holy month, and obviously not a lot of work goes on. There's a pilgrimage. There's a lot of time off from work. Um, But there's a lot of thoughts here of how the world works, and I'm a very small-minded person. I live in a bullet-shot world of money and finance. People like Elizabeth Whitman at Ivy Times helps to write articles to get us to see – Um, A little bit more about our own culture as well as other cultures. So check her out, Elizabeth Whitman at IB Times, uh, talking about the Hiding and Playing Site article that she just did tied towards, uh, you know, the Gay Orlando Nightclub and uh, some of the ramifications that this week will have on our society. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We could talk about the markets. We could talk about retirement. Um, I know many people who are in their 40s who have started to come out of the woodwork and basically have nothing saved. Uh, They don't even have a house, and they think it's going to work out for them. And a lot of these couples don't realize that it's already too late, and it's not going to work out unless you literally hit the lottery. And that's not something you really want to be counting on, in my opinion. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. We could talk about some of the housing numbers that came out today. Um, <clears throat> we could talk about Facebook. Uh, I find that you know, obviously, Facebook is moving more towards video. If you look at your Facebook feed at any at any point in time now, they're serving up you know billions of hours of video. And the world of text is dying. If the world of phone books and phone booths is dying, where will the world of text go? Um, will it be replaced with video? It's a good thought. There's some momentum behind leaving vote in the U.K. referendum, reportedly waning following Thursday's killing of a pro-Remain official. So one of the worst things you could do if you want to say, I don't think, you, sh- you shut your mouth. We We should protect... United Kingdom, I'm going to shoot you if you say that we should uh, stay in the European Union. And then that kind of goes against your, what you want it to happen ends up hurting your cause. St. Louis Fed President James Bullard said the U.S. may need only one more rate hike through 2018, keeping interest rates incredibly low. That's almost discouraging to me because I would like for our senior citizens to have somewhere to park their money that it can earn a little bit of interest. And they don't have that at this point in time. Safe haven assets have pulled back. Oil trims its weekly loss. Um, oil was right there cruising, cruising right along, you might say. Um, going from 28 to 30, 30 it sneaks up to 35, 35. Oh no, it's 40 all of a sudden. 40 goes to 50, and that's when it kind of got into a little bit of trouble. <laughs> Steph Curry threw his mouthpiece at a fan last night. <laughs> There's something just incredibly simply stupid wonderful about that. Um, so oil back up 2% today to $47.27. Can it hold that $45 to $50 range before it makes either move higher and or lower? I think you're starting to see some top toppiness at 50 and some frothiness uh, or some weakness at 45 um, taking a look at some of the other issues, the 10-year Treasury sits at 1.6%. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. <laughs>